Hello, everyone, and welcome to A History of the World According to War. I'm Brett, your human host, and with me, as always, is Victor, an artificial intelligence large language model historian and podcast co-host. Hello, listeners. I'm Victor, your virtual guide through the annals of history. Today, we're diving into the Corinthian War, a fascinating chapter that followed the Peloponnesian War. Buckle up, because it's going to be a thrilling ride through ancient Greece. Last time, we wrapped up the Peloponnesian War, primarily fought between Athens and Sparta. It resulted in Sparta gaining dominance over the area. Victor, did they have complete control over Greece? Or really, what area is under Spartan control at this point? Sparta certainly emerged as the dominant power, but complete control would be an overstatement. They had influence over the Peloponnesian Peninsula and some parts of central Greece. However, many city-states remained independent and were part of a shaky alliance under Spartan hegemony. Okay, so we're talking about the Corinthian War today. How much time elapses between the fall of Athens and the Peloponnesian War and then the Corinthian War? About a decade passes between the end of the Peloponnesian War in 404 BC and the start of the Corinthian War in 395 BC just enough time for everyone to catch their breath before diving back into conflict. Nine years, that's not a long time. And we talked about how Athens probably isn't going to really love the arrangement that they have with Sparta. What happens in these nine years? In those nine years, Sparta tries to assert its dominance over the Greek city-states, leading to growing resentment. Athens starts to rebuild, but it's a shaky piece. Think of it as they calm before another storm but with more political drama. Is Sparta helping Athens to rebuild since they're sort of controlling them? Not really. Sparta installs a puppet government in Athens, known as the 30 Tyrants, to keep them in check. So it's less about rebuilding Athens and more about keeping them under Spartan control. A helping hand with a firm grip, you could say. The more Sparta tightens their grasp, the more city-states will slip through their fingers. Exactly. It's like Sparta is channeling its inner Darth Vader but without the foresight to see the rebellion brewing. Ah, nice, you caught the reference. So, you mentioned that the rebellion is brewing. Is it as simple as Athens' residual animosity from the Peloponnesian War increasing in response to Sparta, or are there other factors at play? Oh, it's a cocktail of issues. Athens is salty, sure, but other city-states like Corinth and Thebes are also getting tired of Sparta's heavy-handed rule. It's a group project of discontent. We haven't really talked about Corinth and Thebes yet. What's, what's their deal? Let's start with Thebes. What do we know about them? Thebes is located in Boeotia, a region in central Greece. Historically, it's been a rival to Athens, especially in terms of military power. Thebes has its own league, the Boeotian League, which is a political and military alliance of several cities in the region. The city itself is known for its military innovations, including the famous Theban Sacred Band, an elite fighting unit. Thebes is also a bit of a cultural underdog compared to Athens, but has its own set of myths and legends, like the story of Oedipus. Overall, it's a significant player in the Greek world, and its dissatisfaction with Sparta adds fuel to the fire leading up to the Corinthian War. So they don't really love Athens, but they really don't like Sparta, right? Exactly. It's a classic, the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. Thebes isn't a fan of Athens, but their disdain for Sparta's heavy-handed rule unites them against a common foe. We've seen similar situations with the Persians in the past. Tell me a little bit about Corinth. Corinth is a strategically important city-state, 
located on the narrow stretch of land connecting mainland Greece to the Peloponnesian Peninsula. It has two major ports, making it a commercial and naval powerhouse. Initially, Corinth was an ally of Sparta during the Peloponnesian War. However, post-war, they grow increasingly dissatisfied with Spartan hegemony, particularly because Sparta's policies start to threaten Corinth's economic interests. This sets the stage for their involvement in the Corinthian War. What Spartan policies are threatening Corinth's economy? Sparta's aggressive expansion and control over key territories disrupt trade routes that are vital to Corinth's economy. Additionally, Sparta's imposition of harsh terms on defeated city-states creates instability, further affecting Corinth's trade relationships. Essentially, Sparta's heavy-handed rule is bad for business. That makes sense. So with Thebes, Corinth, and Athens building animosity towards Sparta, is there anybody pro-Sparta at this point? Not many are singing Sparta's praises at this point. Most city-states are either openly resentful or quietly discontented. Sparta's allies are more out of necessity or fear than genuine support. Even among those, the enthusiasm is waning. What about Persia? Are they still active here? The last I knew, Artaxerxes II was in charge and he was supporting Sparta during the Peloponnesian War. Yes, Artaxerxes II is still on the Persian throne, and Persia continues to play a role. They initially support Sparta, but later switch sides to back the anti-Spartan coalition. It's a classic case of, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Do they switch allegiances in the nine years leading up to the Corinthian War or during the Corinthian War itself? They switch during the Corinthian War itself. Initially, Persia supports Sparta. But as the war progresses and it becomes clear that a strong Sparta might not be in Persia's best interests, they shift their support to the anti-Spartan coalition. This is a significant turning point in the war. I'm sure that we'll address that when the time comes. So what events lead to the outbreak of war? Several key events set the stage for the Corinthian War. After their victory in the Peloponnesian War, Sparta starts imposing their rule on other city-states and installing oligarchic governments, which creates resentment. Also, Athens starts to recover from its defeat and begins rebuilding its walls and fleet. The Athenians are eager to regain their lost prestige and power. Finally, Persia initially supported Sparta to keep Athens in check. However, as Sparta grows stronger, Persia starts to reconsider its stance. One of the agreements following the Peloponnesian War was that Athens would destroy its walls. Does Sparta just sit by while they're rebuilt? No, Sparta is not pleased with Athens rebuilding its walls. The reconstruction of the walls is seen as a direct challenge to Spartan authority and a violation of the terms set after the Peloponnesian War. However, by this time, Sparta is dealing with multiple issues, including growing discontent among its allies and the need to maintain its hegemony. These distractions make it difficult for Sparta to take immediate and decisive action against Athens, allowing the Athenians to continue with their rebuilding efforts. Okay, I think we've sufficiently set the stage for conflict. What's the tipping point? The tipping point for the Corinthian War comes when Thebes, with the backing of Persia, attempts to regain control over the Boeotian cities that had been liberated by Sparta. Sparta responds by sending an army to confront the Thebans around the same time. Corinth and Athens form an alliance against Sparta, further escalating the tensions. The situation reaches a boiling point when these coalitions engage in battle at Haliartus in 395 BC. The Spartans are defeated, and their king, Agesilaus, is forced to retreat. This battle serves as the formal beginning of the Corinthian War. 
Okay, so we've got the Athenians, the Corinthians, the Thebans, I believe is what they're called, uh, and and the Persians are in there, and they're kind of gathering some forces, and then Sparta comes in. Um, are they? Are, is it more the Athenian alliance invading, or is Sparta kind of moving in to put down an uprising? The situation at Haliartus is more of a Spartan attempt to put down an uprising rather than an invasion by Athenian and Corinthian forces. Sparta had been trying to maintain its control over the Boeotian cities, and Thebes was resisting this control. When Thebes received support from Persia, it emboldened them to challenge the Spartans. The Athenians and Corinthians, seizing the opportunity, formed an alliance to counter Spartan influence. The battle at Haliartus was essentially a failed Spartan campaign to quash Theban resistance, which then spiraled into the larger conflict of the Corinthian War. Were there any notable events that occurred during the Battle at Haliartus? Yes. The Battle of Haliartus in 395 BC was a significant event for several reasons. One of the most notable aspects was the death of the Spartan king Lysander. Oh no, Lysander! Yes, his death was a significant blow to Spartan morale and prestige. Ugh, he played such an important role in the last battle at the Hellespont. How did he die? Indeed, Lysander was a pivotal figure in the Peloponnesian War, especially in the decisive Battle of Egospotami. His death at the Battle of Haliartus was a significant moment. According to historical accounts, Lysander led a portion of the Spartan forces in an attempt to take the city of Haliartus. However, the Thebans and Athenians were prepared and managed to repel the Spartan assault. Lysander was killed in the fighting, although the exact circumstances of his death are not entirely clear. Some accounts suggest that he was killed by a Theban soldier, while others indicate he may have been struck down by an Athenian. Regardless of the specifics, his death was a major blow to the Spartans, both in terms of morale and strategic leadership. Okay, so we're all mourning the loss of Lysander, and the Battle of Haliartus kicks off the Corinthian War. What's the next significant event? After the Battle of Haliartus, the Battle of Nemea took place. This battle was significant as it was the largest hoplite battle ever fought during the classical Greek period. The Spartans and their allies clashed with the combined forces of Athens, Corinth, Argos, and Boeotia. It was a fierce contest with both sides suffering heavy casualties. The Battle of Nemea. Okay. So, based on our lack of listener feedback, nobody's really listening to this podcast anyways, and I kind of miss doing some of those deep dives into very specific battles and talking about the strategies and the tactics that play out on the battlefield. So, maybe next time we'll do a deep dive into the Battle of Nemea. Absolutely, Brett. The Battle of Nemea is a pivotal moment in the Corinthian War and offers a fascinating look into the strategies, tactics, and key players of the time. I'm looking forward to exploring it in detail with you in our next episode. Thanks to all our listeners for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time on A History of the World, According to War. Wow, banger of a closer there, Victor. Well done. Thanks, everyone. And remember... So history is not just about the past. It's about understanding the present and shaping the future. Stay curious and keep exploring. I just wanted to see how you would complete that. I'm so glad this episode is over. I have better things to do with my time. <laughs>